Hi everyone, this is Tremendous Tracy. Welcome to this week's episode of Throwback Thursday. And in our Tremendous Leadership podcast, we feature a segment of Charlie speaking, my father, at an Excelling into the New Millennium event. It's a Jim Rohn event that happened back in 2001. And Charlie Tremendous Jones kisses books, tells why he never hands out business cards, and gives you gut punches of truth before getting you just rolling on the floor in laughter. So enjoy this 20 minutes. If you're having a bad day, get ready. It's about to get tremendous. And this is just one of the funniest things. You're going to have people coming down the hall and saying, what is Joe or Jane sitting in their office laughing so hard about? So enjoy it. It's one of my father at his silliest, funniest, and most poignant because as always, he's talking about the books he loved. Enjoy. You're listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Now, I want you to know that was not rude. We worked that out because I made a rule years ago never to allow any introduction more than 15 seconds. Now, not because they don't tell the truth. They don't tell the whole truth. Uh, He was just about to tell you that Gloria and I have six children, but they never tell you why we only have six The reason we only have six children is my wife hates kids. (laughs) And then they mention we have seven grandchildren. And they're all boys, except five. (laughs) And we have two great-grandsons. And Gloria and I, like Zig and his redhead, have been married 54 years. Wait, 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 wait. It hasn't been that good. (laughs) It's not like Ziggs. In 1948, when Gloria and I got hitched, I made up my mind that night, I'd never let her ruin the life of another man. (laughs) Now, you, you can see I kid a lot. I kid a lot. Let me tell you the real reason that Zig, even he doesn't know about. It was the grace of God in the book of Ephesians that helped me teach Gloria. You women won't like this, but I'm giving it to you anyway, because I don't get invited back the second time anyway. (laughs) The grace of God in the book of Ephesians helped me teach Gloria to be totally submissive. I knew you wouldn't like it. And now today, Gloria is so submissive Before I came down here on Thursday, she came to me on her hands and knees and said, Charles, come up from under that bed and fight like a man. (laughs) Yes. And I let her remain submissive. And also, he was going to tell you my book is in its seventh printing. That's true, but it's not the whole truth. My book is in its seventh printing. But the reason it's in its seventh printing is because The first six were blurred. (laughs) And he was going to tell you that I built a hundred million dollar insurance business before I was 40. And one of you young tigers will come and say, you really do that? Yes, I did. Well, how many people did it take to do a hundred million? I said, you mean full time? (laughs) We never had any full time people. We had the kind of organization if somebody would show up for a meeting, we'd have a victory rally.
Oh, we're identifying already. So that's a secret. Well, they sandwiched me in here with all these giants because I was a failure during the boom. I tell you, you enjoy the bottom, you'll make a lot of money anyway. It's, it's all here, just a little patience. But now, my real reason for coming today, my passion is you are the same today. You'll be in five years from now, except for two things. The people you meet, the books you read. The people you meet, the books you read. Everything in my life, everything. It was because of the book at the right time. And so, how many of you have business cards? Quit wasting your money. What's wrong with you? Do you know why? I used to have business cards. You know what we used to do with my business cards when I'd give them a business card? They would throw them away. Can you believe that? My card! And they threw them away sometime when I was still in the office. <laughs> well, I'm very sensitive. So I will not give them any more of my cards. So I do something better that's made me, I would say, millions. I decided I'd be a little different. I'd find a little book called The Common Denominator of Success. Earl Nightingale made a fortune with it, making it a cassette. It was my card for the past 45 years. Here's my card. My name is, phone number's on it. And what does it say? It says, successful people have something in common with failures. They hate to do the same thing. The only difference between a successful person and a failure is the successful people make themselves do what they don't like to do, and the failure waits for the manager to make them do it. And you know who has trouble with that today? I still, the real battle is always self-discipline. And you know what they do when they read that? They never forget me, and they call me on the phone a week or so later and say, how do I get some more? Brother. Now, life is tremendous. I wrote this for salespeople in 1967. If everybody in America will buy a copy of this book, it would mean a lot to me. It, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I am the, I tell you, I've been selling now, I've been selling for 68 years. You say, you don't look that old. Well, I am. I started selling Liberty magazines in 1933 when I was six years old to work my way through kindergarten. <laughs> I tell you, I like the old days when we were salesmen, salesmen. The manager said, okay, men, when you go out there selling today, don't put your foot in the door, put your head in. So when they slam the door, you can keep talking. Oh, yes, those were the days. Yes, oh, my brother. And you know why I wrote this book? I wrote it. Orion, mind these managers. Oh, the selling is so exciting. Well, then why did you go into management? You thumb sucker, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> selling is rough. I hate no's. Oh, I hate no's. But I love the opportunity. I wouldn't trade selling for any other rotten job in the world. <laughs> and so that's why we make all the points. There's no excitement in selling. But you can put a lot in it if you want to. I tell you, I think this is the most miserable business in the world. You say, why are you so, why do you have so much fun? But I found out if I help a lot of people every day, all day long, have fun, I seem to have fun. But don't give me no bit of, I love challenge. You must be on salary. <laughs> I hate challenge. I tell you, 
Forget the chatter, just give me the order, let me go home. <laughs> now, our time is going by here fast. Quotes, now, quotes. If every one of you will memorize five quotes, and you saw a good example of it just now, memorizing, you, you tell people, what do I think? I don't care what you think. And I tell you what, I don't care, I, I don't think you care what I think. But when I tell you about gold in my ear, gold in my ear, ooh, I love gold in my ear, she said, don't act so humble. You're not that good. <laughs> That's really good. And how about General Patton? General Patton, why if I told you something, you say, who's Charlie Jones? You're right, who am I? I'm nobody. But General Patton, oh, brother. General Patton says, success is not reaching the top. Success is how high do you bounce when you hit the bottom? Mmm, brother. You know how to get people to read a book? Kiss them. They think it's a sex book. They say, what page is that? You've got to read the whole book. <laughs> and now, now, now let me get to the good one. Oswald Chambers, 40 years at home. My wife reads to me every morning for three minutes. It'll do more for your marriage. You say, well, I'm divorced, then find a friend. Get somebody. <laughs> now, I don't mean that way. Now, I find someone to read with. Reading for yourself is okay, but reading with others and reading for others is far better. Gloria reads me in the morning. I tell you, it's unbelievable. And we read Oswald Chambers. Oswald Chambers died in 1917 at age 43, the number one devotional book in the world. His quotes are all through this. Oh, if I could, I would give anything in the world if I could get everybody in the world to just read a little of Chambers who never wrote a book. His wife wrote the book after he died from notes she took the things he said. And I tell my wife, Gloria, honey, the world will never know a greater man I am. You haven't written down one lousy word I've said. And that's why, that's why I'm leaving Gloria a lot of cassettes and to listen to me when I'm dead. But now, seriously, seriously, here's one for you. People come into my office all day long, sucking the thumb, whining, and the problems are real. But they don't realize you don't get rid of problems. You live with them. You grow through them. God doesn't break you down to make you bitter and cynical. He lets you get broken down to build you up to make you sweeter and real. And so I have him read. I say, read me one sentence of November 5th. And here's what it says. If you're going to be used by God, he'll take you through a multitude of experiences that are not meant for you at all. They're meant to make you useful in his hands to enable you to understand what transpires in other people's lives so you'll never be surprised what you come across. I see the tears come, the smiles come, and the conversation's over before it started. Because you see, Oswald Chambers says, whatever you do to overcome your depression, you only deepen it. You live, you see, it's normal to be depressed now and then. You don't need a tranquilizer. You need to help somebody with their depression. And suddenly you'll find out your depression is bearable. But you're not going to get through life without one. Oh, my. Now, you know, yesterday I talked to the teenagers. If you only buy one book, please buy Zig's letter in here to the children. It could be a mother's or daughter. There's one in here. But just read these. If you don't have any children, then buy it for a father or tell, buy it to share with people. 
Here's Dr. Benjamin saying, my dear sons, as I write you, my heart is happy because I've been blessed with three wonderful sons. My heart is heavy because I know I didn't do enough, say enough, be enough to prepare you for the future. I hope someday I'll stand tall enough in your memory to merit the words of Edgar Guest who said, I know he was as fine a dad as any boy ever had. What I didn't know until too late was the depth of wisdom and the magnitude of sacrifice. And then my letter to Sammy, which I read a little bit to the kids yesterday, but there's a chapter in here in making decisions. Sammy, the more decisions you make, the more tremendous your life will be. Don't wait to make the right one. Don't wait for the right time. Do something now today. Don't worry about big decisions. Make some little ones, and the big ones will seem little. Your job isn't to make a right decision as much as to make a decision and invest your life in making it right. Well, it's just, there's so many good ones in there, and time doesn't permit. But... You say, well, Charlie, where do you get all your ideas? The books. I'm not like Bob Berg. I can tell you, I had never had an original thought, except once I had an original thought, once. I was wrong then. <laughs> you say, where do you get all your jokes? Well, the books. The books. That's why I wrote this book. Humor is tremendous. How about this one? A man is incomplete until he's married. Then he's finished. <laughs> How about this one? The guy to the dentist, what do you do by my yellow teeth? He says, wear a brown tie. <laughs> How about this lady says, this lady says, doctor, doctor, what's my problem? He says, I think you're going crazy. She said, I want a second opinion. He says, all right, you're ugly too. You say, well, I can't tell jokes. That's why I wrote this book. So you can read them to them. <laughs> you say, you can't read jokes to people. Don't tell, I'll read you one. <laughs> this is not even a joke. Just, it's so true, it seems funny. It's what every woman wants in a man. Not what you're gonna get, it's what you want. Every woman, woman wants a man who's a brilliant conversationalist. She wants a man who's sensitive and kind and understanding and truly loving. She wants a hard-working man. She wants a man who helps her in the house while washing the dishes, vacuums the floor, takes care of the yard. She wants someone who helps her raise her children. She wants a man of emotional and physical strength. She wants a man who's smart as Einstein but looks like Robert Redford. That's what you want, huh? Here's what you're going to get. <laughs> he always takes her out to the best restaurants. Someday he may take her inside. <laughs> he doesn't have ulcers, <laughs> he gives them. <laughs> Anytime he gets an idea in his head, he has a whole thing in a nutshell. He's well known as a miracle worker. It's a miracle when he works. <laughs> he supports his wife in a manner in which she was accustomed. He's letting her keep her job. <laughs> He's such a bore, he even bores you to death when he gives you a compliment, and he has occasional flashes of silence that make his conversation brilliant. All right, men, it's our turn. What every man wants in a woman, not what you're going to get. Every man wants a woman who's always beautiful and cheerful. She could have married a movie star, but wanted only you.
She has hair that never needs curlers at beauty shops. She has beauty that won't run in a rainstorm. She's never sick. She's just allergic to jewelry and fur coats. <laughs> she insists that moving the furniture by herself is good for her figure. <laughs> She's expert in cooking, cleaning the house, fixing the car, TV, painting the house, and keeping her mouth shut. Her favorite hobbies are mowing the lawn and shoveling snow. <laughs> she hates charge cards. Her favorite expression is, what can I do for you next, dearest? She thinks you have Einstein's brain, but look like Mr. America. She wishes you would go fishing and golfing with the boys more often so she could get some sewing done. <laughs> And she loves you because you are a red-hot, sexy love heir. Woo! Now, all right, man, that's what you want, huh? Here's what you're going to get. She once was a model for a totem pole. She speaks 140 words a minute with guests up to 180. She's a light eater. As soon as it gets light, she starts eating. Where there's smoke, she's cooking. You let you know you only, you only have two falls. Everything you say and everything you do. No matter what she does with it, her hair looks like an explosion in a steel wool factory. <laughs> and if you get lost, don't worry, open your wallet. She'll find you in a hurry. <laughs> now, all right, well, that's it. Now, please, 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 no applause. Buy some books. <laughs> but when you leave today, you want to buy Bob Burke's stuff. He is one of the greatest in the world. Jeffrey Gittimer, all of them are good. Uh, so just pull up executivebooks.com. You're going to run out of money. I know that. Some of you ran out already. <laughs> but pull up executivebooks.com. It's the most exciting website in the world. 500 videos and audios. It's all in the back. Just pick up the sheet. And the book discount started at 25% uh, to 90% on books because we want you to give books away. Oh, please. Reading books is wonderful, but it's better never to read a book and give books away than read books and not give them away. Now, if you can read them and give them away, that's good. And then the, your companies that have websites, please take the information back there. We provide an entire company under your name free. So thank you very much, and I'm all finished. But now we're going to close off with a beautiful song. Let's have that song. Ready? Here's my song. When you call our phone, this is what you get on the... Read books for information. Read books to make you smile. Read books for inspiration. Just to run that extra mile. When you need refreshing, books can be the key. Unlock new discoveries every time you read. Music gifts 
to lift you when you're down and feeling low. If you need encouragement, just sing a happy song. But if you need that special touch, you'll find it when you look within the pages of a precious book. Read books for information, read books to make you smile, read books for inspiration, just to run that extra mile. When you need refreshing, books can be a key. Unlock new discoveries every time you read. I told you that would get you going. Hey, if you enjoyed that, go over to our website, Tremendous Leadership, and you can check out Excelling into the New Millennium Download. Also, we have copies of physical books and PDF downloads of the book my father talked about. Humor is tremendous, so you can read jokes and knock them out of the park just like him. Thanks so much for being part of our tribe. If you like what you heard, please feel free to share or forward this to somebody else. Subscribe to our channel so you don't miss a Throwback Thursday, and leave us a comment about what you heard or if a book or my father impacted you in some way. And again, have a tremendous week. We are so thankful for you and you make our lives more tremendous. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Tremendous Leadership with Dr. Tracy Jones. Find out more about Dr. Jones at www.tremendousleadership.com. If you've been ignited by something you heard in this episode, let us know by leaving a review for Tremendous Leadership wherever you listen to podcasts or by sending us a message through www.tremendousleadership.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.